0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, seven days a week. And that keeps us focused on our relationship with God, focused upon our soul's salvation and upon eternity. But it also helps us to stay strong in our faith, even grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you every day to share these short studies with everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but you know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to turn their life around and come to God through Jesus Christ. They need to start focusing upon their relationship with God and upon their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of study asking the question, can God save a crook? Well, we've seen that God indeed can save a crook. But not just a crook, he can save all manner of sinful mankind. If the individuals will come to him in repentance through Jesus Christ, seeking forgiveness through their savior, as they surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse them of the guilt of their sins. Think about the apostle Peter and the rest of the apostles on the day of Pentecost, preaching to a multitude of thousands of Jewish men and pretty much all of them had rejected Christ while he was still on this earth. They did not believe in him. They did not come to him. They rejected him. Peter preaches the gospel to them. He tells them, you saw the signs, the wonders, the miracles that he performed in your midst while he was still here among you. And yet you rejected him. It came to a point In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, where many of them ask Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? Could they who had rejected the Savior? Perhaps some of them actually had been at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified, taunting him, ridiculing him. Could they be forgiven? Such people? Maybe there were some among the Jewish leaders there that day, who were listening to the gospel being proclaimed by Peter and the rest of the apostles on that Pentecost day. Maybe some of those had taken a part in instigating the crucifixion of our Lord. Could they be forgiven? Could they be saved? Could God save even them? When some asked, what shall we do? Peter responded, repent. First, you got to turn it around. You got to Repent means literally a change of mind, but understood is a change of mind that leads to a change in behavior, in action. So he says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. So your sins can be cleansed, washed away, forgiven. When Saul of Tarsus was confronted By Jesus, on the road to Damascus, Saul of Tarsus had been a a horrible enemy of the church and of Christ. He hunted down Christians just because they were Christians. He put them in bonds. He led them to hearings that in some cases resulted in their execution, and on some occasions he voted for their executions just because they were Christians. Had turned away from judaism and when the lord confronted him he told him go into the city that is go into damascus you will be told what you must do and then jesus sent a man a christian man named ananias to teach saul of tarsus the gospel and ultimately he asked saul why are you waiting arise and be baptized and wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord. Yes, God could save someone as horrible in their sinfulness, in their rebellion against the Savior that he should have been looking for, but he rejected. And in rebelling against the Savior, he was rebelling against God. But God not only could forgive him through Jesus Christ as he was baptized so that the blood of Christ could wash away his sins, that's what Ananias said, but he could become an active, faithful, dedicated, fruit-bearing Christian and ultimately a gospel preacher and a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ leading countless souls to salvation through Christ. Paul referred to himself in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. He said, "This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief." I've often imagined in my mind's eye that Paul, as he would be writing, he wrote more different books of the New Testament than any other inspired writer. I've often, and of course, he went on missionary journeys, he helped establish congregations, he taught people about Christ, led them to salvation through him. And I often imagine in my mind's eye him sitting there at times, maybe writing one of the letters, such as the Romans letter, or 1st or 2nd Corinthians, or Ephesians, or Galatians, or Philippians, or Colossians, or any of the others, remembering faces, remembering names of Christians he had hunted down, persecuted, tried to compel to blaspheme the name of Christ, and even on occasion voted for their execution. How that must have haunted him the rest of his life. Perhaps laying sleepless at nights, sometimes remembering what he had done before he became a Christian. And yet God could forgive even him He called himself the chief of sinners, but he was forgiven. He was saved through Jesus Christ. In Revelation 21, in verse 17, we read this, And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. God calls all to repentance, all sinners, to salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus issued the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That invitation was extended to everybody. It still is extended to everybody, even to you. Regardless of whatever lifestyle you have been living and how horrible you think your life has been, that invitation is extended to you from the Lord himself today, right now. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 3, the apostle Paul wrote, this is a good and acceptable this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men, all men, to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth being His word, the gospel message of salvation through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Peter wrote in Second Peter three and verse nine that God is not slack concerning his promise of some count slackness, but is long-suffering patient in other words toward us not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance now the next verse says but the day of the lord will come and so judgment day is coming but right now while you're still alive while all of humanity is still here living and walking and breathing god is being patient his will is that all will come to repentance and salvation through Jesus Christ. But he won't make you do that. He won't make anybody do that. But he's waiting for you to come. In Luke 19 and verse 10, Jesus said, the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Even what we might consider to be the vilest of sinners, he came to lay down his life for even those that's how much God loves us that's how much he cares that's how much he wants us each of us to be saved we look at Romans chapter 3 beginning with verse 9 and here Paul wrote what then are we better than they not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks. Now, that would have meant everybody, all humanity, all over the world at that time. That would be a frame of reference that in the Jewish mindset included everybody, that they are all under sin. In other words, everybody. There is none righteous, no, not one. In verse 23, he went on and said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God everybody. And yet, who does Jesus call to come to him? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. Those Jews who had rejected Jesus at Pentecost and said, what shall we do? Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins that horrible violent enemy of the church and of Christ Saul of Tarsus could god save him jesus sent a christian man to teach him and that man asked paul or asked saul why are you waiting arise and be baptized And wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Can God save a crook? Can God save an adulterer or an adulteress? Can God save a liar? Can God save you? Yes, He can save even you if you'll come to Him in His way. Let's pray. Father, help us to open our eyes. Help people everywhere all over the world come to understand that they need to come to you through Jesus Christ and that you are waiting for them to come to you through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. And you'll receive them with open arms and the angels in heaven will rejoice over their coming. Help them see, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.